Sean King is with us now. Sean, how are you today, sir? I'm excellent. How you doing? Very good, very good. So, I mean, it's no shortage of quarterback stories here. Uh, you know, before we dive into Lamar Jackson, maybe that is the answer to this. What's, what's your favorite quarterback story of this, this long list? Uh, it's the fact that uh, my parents uh, met a little too early, had me <laughs> probably a decade too early because, I mean, what a glorious time to be an average quarterback. I mean, the compensation point is about – 30 million for just guys. So I can't imagine what Lamar Jackson is going to ultimately get whenever he decides uh, to reach an agreement, whether it be with Baltimore or whether it be with another franchise. Yeah, I know how you feel on the uh, the arrival date. <laughs> that's Sweet. well put. Uh, <laughs> well, it's more opportunity today, that's for sure, and way more money. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, the franchise tag, was that the thing to, for Baltimore to do, or could you have played that differently? Um, I would never, ever represent myself as a professional athlete. Uh, just having finished playing and getting into corporate America, you understand the negotiations. There's always going to be some give and take, some back and forth, because both sides are trying to get the deal that's best for them. And I just think as a human, if you're at the core of those negotiations, there are certain things that are offered, said, uh, that you never are going to completely get over. And so I do think that the relationship will end. I think putting the transitional franchise, I think is what it's called, guarantees that Baltimore gets two first-round picks as compensation. And it also lets Lamar get into the market and really get a feel for what his ultimate value is. But I'll tell you this, if Deshaun Watson is worth 200 guaranteed, then damn Lamar Jackson is worth more. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Uh, having said all of that, wh- where where do you think Lamar Jackson ends up? I don't have a I don't have a great feel for this. Um, for me, if I was Woody Johnson and the Jets, Lamar makes a lot more sense than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he doesn't come with the off the field uncertainty that Rodgers brings. I mean, the last two years he's talked about retiring. I mean, he's. He's on some kind of delic. I don't know how to pronounce the letters that come in front of the board. I know the end of it is delic. And uh, he goes and sits in a dark room for, like, days at a time. So I, I don't know if that's who I want at uh, almost 40 years old to lead my franchise when there's a one-time NFL MVP that's 26 that's available. So, I, I mean, if I was the Jets, that's the direction I would be looking. Uh, I do think there's some other spots that make a lot of sense, Carolina, Atlanta, so uh, we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, the, the Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it's very similar to Brett Favre. There was a time where you couldn't imagine Brett Favre anywhere, and, and then he moved on. It's hard to imagine Aaron Rodgers without the Packers, but but I think that day is here, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't think anybody, you know, really is going to bat an eye if a player leaves an organization. I mean, the days, I mean, even Tom Brady didn't play all his games with the Patriots. He ended up with the Bucks. I think with Aaron, it's all of the other stuff. It's the idiosyncrasies that kind of, you know, have become a huge part of his personality. You know, like the inability to make a decision, you know, always, you know, wanting to go on outside platforms and kind of be this woke, let's say, athlete. So that's the thing that would alarm me because that's a hard game. I mean, it's a hard game. It's a really, really difficult, you know, uh, pathway to winning a championship and if a, if my quarterback isn't 100 percent locked in and committed then i don't think we're going to win a championship and why bring aaron Rodgers to new york if uh 
championship is not the ultimate goal. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, four years, $160 million. What do you think of that deal? Hey, I'm happy for him. Um, again, this goes back to uh, my actual age and when I was born and me <laughs> wishing that I was born a little bit later because they don't really want to pay Daniel Jones that money. But that's what the market is, and timing is, is, is timing matters in life, and he just so happens to be up at the end of his contract. And so they're going to succumb and lock him in. The problem is what if he is more like the guy before Brian Dayball got there than the guy that we saw flashes of last year? You're now stuck with him. You can't move off that contract. You can't move away from it. It probably makes him untradeable as well. Yeah, that, uh, I'm glad you said market value because that's a dangerous thing. Although it's it's totally accurate and, and it guarantees people get money. Uh, if, if you're a team, you have to be very careful about that just because it, it's hard to fight against market value because if you don't give him that, he's going to get it elsewhere. But at the same time, you make it stuck. You, you don't really know who you're getting, do you? You're right. And uh, I'm not actually attacking any of the players. So anyone listening, I just yeah. want you to understand the salary cap is just a small piece of the pie for each organization. So think about the money the owners and the league are making if they're capable of paying those salaries. My point is I'm not overpaying for the quarterback position. I know I have a certain amount uh, from a salary cap standpoint to fill the best 53-man roster possible. I don't care what the rate is, what the market price is. I'm not paying $35, $40 million for a Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. I'll start all the way over from scratch rather than be in a situation where I know I'm not going to ever be truly happy. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, and, you know, it's it's not anybody's fault. It's just that you have to be in the right position, I mean the team, to be able to, to make that commitment because if it goes south, you're in big trouble. Yeah, and the, the worst part about those guys I can name is it's never going to really go south, but it's never going north either. You're just yeah. kind of on the road driving. Yeah, uh, well said. Uh, Derek Carr, <laughs> four years, $150 million with the Saints. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, I will be very, very interested and fascinated to find out what Carolina's final offer for. Uh, Carr is a very, very religious person. I thought Carolina, Charlotte, Bible Belt in America, much better fit. Uh, they have uh, DJ Moore, some other pieces there. Like the thing with New Orleans is Michael Thomas hadn't really showed a desire to play football. That's the wide receiver. Alvin Kamara has this legal situation hanging over his head. So I'm anticipating that he's going to miss majority or all of this upcoming year. You know, because of the incident last year at the Pro Bowl here in Las Vegas. So, without those two, is New Orleans really that talented? I know Chris Olave showed a lot of good things as a rookie, but I, I don't love that roster. But uh, I guess there's familiarity with him and Dennis Allen from their time in uh, Oakland with the Raiders. So, so we'll see if it works. Yeah, absolutely we will. Uh, Geno Smith, uh, three years, $75 million with Seattle, uh, including an additional $30 million in incentives. That's a nice deal, isn't it? Yeah, and I think Geno earned his because Geno failed with the Jets. And it was because of immaturity, but that happens to young athletes. Like, I don't you know, think a young athlete making a mistake should cost them their career. And, and Gino came and sat and learned under Russell and, and learned how to be a pro and, you know, really got himself to a position where when he got his next opportunity, he took full advantage of it. And so I think he earned it. I think he deserves it. 
Uh, I think it also puts uh, Seattle in a position. I would not be shocked if they draft a quarterback at five in this upcoming draft, uh, an Anthony Richardson type that they could let sit for two years and learn under Geno. So uh, shout out to Geno Smith, man. He's come a long way from that immature player out of West Virginia who was selected to the Jets initially. Yeah, you step into a situation where you're asked to sort of save the team at a young age, and if it goes south, you have to wear that. Um, Carson Wentz, released by Washington, do you think he ends up somewhere? Yeah, Carson Wentz must have a severe personality defect. Because when you look at his raw statistics, he's not that bad. But everywhere he goes, nobody wants him. You know, think about Philly before he got hurt. Nick Foles came in and won a, uh, a Super Bowl with Foles. The Eagles don't want him. You know, think about Indianapolis. They hadn't found a quarterback since Andrew Luck. Bring him in only after one year. Don't want him. You know, goes to Washington. Washington's starving for somebody that could play quarterback, not named Joe Thiesman and Doug Williams. After one year, don't want him. So it, it's got to be something in his personality, makeup, demeanor that just rolls people the wrong way. So it'll be interesting for him because he's already touched uh, over $100 million if he even wants to play anymore because he doesn't come off as the person that would be a good backup. Yeah, I, I guess it's all about being in the right spot at the right time. I mean, when, when the Rams traded golf to Detroit, nobody had much expectation that way, but, but now they do. So that's a situation where the team got better and so did he, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's about like and dislike. You know, a team will keep you around if they like you. Even if maybe you're not playing at the level, you know, that, that everybody anticipated. If they like you, if you're a good person, if you're a good teammate, they're not going to get rid of you one year after making a big free agent acquisition uh, unless they just don't like you. So it's something about Carson Wentz that I guess makes teams dislike him after they get him. Sean, thanks very much. Appreciate you stopping by. All right. Shout out to the Leafs. They brought home the money last night. Puckster Donaldson's <laughs> player of the day. They made me worried, but they scored those two goals late. Never in doubt. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate right. that, man. Okay. Sean King, former NFL quarterback, member of the Bucs, Super Bowl winners in 30, uh, Super Bowl 37.